0: This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. We all
1: know what's gonna happen. I think what's making us different is the how. How we'll get there. It's like, we're all going to Baguio. Pastor D, Sam... We're taking SLEX and Instructor Harold, his route is going through the old routes of Bulacan. It's
2: a different route, but in that route, there's so many theological differences. Why, why did Jesus have to come? Why did Jesus have to bury the cross? It's because we have to be saved from something out of the danger we are in right now. And even he said that he will overcome the world. Why does he have to overcome the world if this world, where he is in approximately
3: 2,000 years ago, is already being ruled by God? Satan said, I'm giving you this kingdom. In a translation, it wasn't the whole world. And I think this is a common error among biblical interpretations. When we take out a word in Scripture, world, you can't say world as one sweeping statement from Genesis to Revelation. It's all the same.
0: Yo! I put a bandana on my head and I think I'm a rapper. I uh, apologize. <laughs> Welcome to the Narrow Door, guys. Come on in. My name is Sam. Please say hello to my friends. Uh, Brother J. Paul Hernandez is lay preacher at The Feast. Yeah, we gangsta today. Um, instructor Harold Reshaw is instructor at New Heaven and New Earth Shinshindi Church of Jesus. Pastor Dennis C. is head pastor at Victory Green Hills. You may notice that we are... We kind of have a theme going on today. We have our life verse shirts, guys. So this is from Versus. Versus is uh, a company owned by my friend, Jell. I love the idea behind this company. So she thought maybe if we can just print, you know, Bible verses on a shirt without actually saying what the verse is, people will see my shirt and they'll be like, huh? Like, what is that verse? I'm going to open the Bible and check it out. And this was kind of her way of like evangelizing, leading people to the word of God, which, oh my gosh, I think is amazing. So we have everyone's life verses on a shirt. Mine is a whole chapter because I'm an amateur like that. Okay. But let's start with Pastor D, what's yours?
3: Mine is Colossians 3 verse 3.
0: What's that? Very
3: simple verse, yet very impactful. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Mm. Yeah, just a daily reminder that I've died to myself. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And it's something I struggle with because I always want to go ahead of God and and take the driver's seat. But now I'm saying, Jesus, drive the wheel.
0: Yes, Jesus, take Take the the wheel.
3: wheel. (laughs) wheel.
0: Sorry, poor impression. Carrie Underwood, (gasps) I apologize again. Rapper, K. Get into characters Sam. Okay. Instructor Harold, what's yours?
2: Uh, mine is Acts chapter seventeen, verse eleven. It talks about
0: Yeah, there.
2: It talks about the Brians, um the brilliant Jews who have a more noble character than That of those who are in Thessalonica, because when they receive the word or the message, they receive it with great eagerness and they examine it daily when they receive the word from Paul. So it's a reminder for me, just like um, I think most of the people, why they have that life verse. It's a reminder for us and for me, because I would always want to examine the word of God whenever I receive it from anyone, because again, the standard should always be the Bible.
0: Yeah, we I mean you've mentioned this before already, so I think we're familiar. That's cool. Brother Jay, what's yours?
1: Uh it's First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14. Uh it's it's a very, very, very long verse. Do everything with love. <laughs> uh it's it's just everything because got everything in love and, and I'm called to do everything with love and people forget how many times I was right but people will never forget how many times I loved
0: you're wow. right you're right that's you right, right. <laughs> you're right
3: I love how right you are <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, to me, you know, it's amazing that like you guys are able to narrow it down to a verse. Like, you know, I'm not there yet. I, I, you know, I chose this because I remember reading this at the recommendation of a friend and I was just so moved and just made me think about what faith is and all the people that came before us and, you know, what they yeah. had to do and like, oh, yeah. I love it. Okay. So verses. I thought,
1: sorry, Sam, yeah. I thought you chose Hebrews and uh, Hebrews because you thought that, you know, Jesus loved coffee.
0: That is actually a joke. How does Moses like his, his coffee? Oh, no. Malay, malay. No. How does Moses make his coffee? Hebrews. No.
1: Anyways.
0: What?
3: No comment. No. When,
1: uh, for those who are listening, the jokes last time we were practicing, it was really way better. So we need to practice more.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. So again, the company is called versus you can look up versus pH on Instagram or save by versus.com and get your own versus shirt. All right. Let us get to an email. We have some, uh, we have appreciation email. That is the title. And this is coming from Mia who says, hi, Sam and the rest of the speakers, speakers. I am really glad that I found out about this podcast and I'm blessed Um, In listening through all of your conversations, I started to listen in September and I have now caught up and listened to all episodes. That is what the lockdown will do to you. Yeah, we're all doing it. I was a Catholic and by my hunger to understand the Bible more, I have found myself in a Christian community. I have grown a lot in faith in the last six years, and I have to say that I am still learning from your podcast and I'm enjoying the conversations. I can relate to all sides or interpretations from the three speakers and to you, Sam. I want to congratulate and honor each of you in this journey. Hope this will continue to inspire and enlighten more people to walk in faith. I have a question. What does intercession mean to us? How do we approach it as a Christian? I know we should be praying for others like family members. Will prayers be more effective if the person prays themselves rather than others praying for them if they are not mature in faith yet? What does the Bible say about this? I believe there is a lot more to that than just standing in faith to God on behalf of another. Or maybe I'm just not understanding the meaning of this. Um, thank you. God bless you all. That is coming from Mia. Thank you, Mia, for writing to us. So guys, where are we in this?
3: Go ahead. Harold. I think you, no, uh, <laughs> you were looking at the mic, okay. it's like, okay, yeah, yeah.
2: Just for me, intercession is like you're praying for someone, especially someone who needs help. And for me, um, when we talk about prayer, it's important for us to check our hearts because God searches, the, God searches our hearts, what's in it. And that's why we have to check whenever we pray, what's our intention? If it's to help other people, then that's good. But remember when we talk about the episode regarding prayer, um, I've mentioned that prayer and word should always go together. And for me, the best way to pray is that when we understand the word of God, we know his will. And that's what we are supposed to pray for our lives and for the lives of other people. And when we pray for each other, I think that's better. Because Jesus himself said that when two or more are gathered together in his name, then he will be there in their midst. And that's why um, we encourage this to to pray together. And uh, um, we are also doing this in our church. Even our um, pastor Lee encouraged us to pray together, even though um, we are locked up in this pandemic. But really, prayer works and prayer is powerful.
0: Nice. Who wants to follow? I guess
1: um, sometimes the, the, the challenge with questions on intercession and prayer is that people think that just because you intercede or pray so hard that you will change the mind of God. But God is perfect. He doesn't make mistakes. So what does prayer do? It changes us. To act in faith, to when we know we're being prayed for, uh, yes, we we can, you know, if you go spiritually, we have power against, you know, the 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 evil forces. Um, In a sense, that's how intercession and spiritual warfare goes, but it's a different topic that we can. I think we've had we have a topic episode about that, and and yeah, it's it's really praying for each other because uh, Christianity is about community. It's being part of a church. It's praying as a family that strengthens our faith.
0: Yeah. Pastor D.
3: Yeah, I agree with both of you. Just remember, seven days without prayer makes one week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I just always pray at night. malalim tong conversation.
0: I will edit out my joke and make sure we include <laughs> that joke. That's a good one. <laughs> okay, but you, can, can I just touch on something which I thought was very interesting that she pointed out? is: Are the prayers of someone who is more mature in faith, more effective than, they, than someone like me, you know, who is just starting out?
3: You know, sometimes I do pray that mm. I would pray like a new believer because there are mm. times when it becomes too professionalized already. Mm. Like I know how to pray. I know what to say. I know the words I need to use. But there's something about a drowning person saying, (laughs) then somebody praying, Oh Lord God, thou art worthy to be praised. You know, and sometimes Mm. we lose the very heart of prayer. Prayer is really dependency. And I'm totally dependent on God. Apart from prayer, I can't do anything. And I think it's that spirit that I need to guard, especially as I'm growing older with the Lord that, uh, I keep that amateur spirit of just wanting to be with God and just keeping it fresh all the time, having new wine skin when it comes to. Amen. Prayer. Amen.
0: Oh, I feel so much better about my prayer life now. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So Mia, thank you so much for writing to us. And I hope that answers your question. If you have anything else you want to ask, please write to us. Okay. So with that, we are now going to move on with our main topic for today we phrase a question, who run the world? God or Satan? Okay, so I just wanna point out that, I mean, when I was thinking about this topic, I look back to like our first couple of episodes when I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he said Satan. (gasps) He said Satan, but you know, like now, like (laughs) we're gonna talk about it. And I was reminded of the saying that goes something like, Satan's greatest achievement is making us believe that he doesn't exist. Right. And no, we are going to say his name and we're going to talk about him. And so that's what we're doing today. The interesting thing about today, though, is that in a few conversations in the past, uh, I've noticed some there. I noticed that there are some differences when it comes to like, this question of like, who is ruling the world? And, you know, Pastor Dennis and I'm sure Brother Jay Paul, I think, you know, we believe that God is ruling. But Instructor Harold, you've been pretty vocal about saying that it is actually Satan who is ruling. And of course, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, we should talk about a topic alert. OK, so seeing as how I think the, maybe the established like status quo is that God is ruling, I think that is more like the general belief. So let us establish that first. You know, Pastor Dennis, Brother J Paul, whoever wants to go first between the two of you.
1: I've been speaking a lot. I've been oh, speaking
3: a lot today. Yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> J Paul, you can rest in the presence of the Lord. To... <laughs> oh, I think uh, in our different conversations in the past episode, I've always come from a. Uh, uh, eschatology of victory it's like how the end times would be it's going to be a victorious church and it has been god ruling ever since and i think numerous scripture would tell us that god is god king of kings lord of lords savior of the world and that satan has no power unless we allow him to take control over our lives right uh Uh, Throughout scripture, the story has always been God sends an angel because uh, he's not worthy fighting a a demon or even the devil. That's why he sends his uh, angels to fight for him because that's how big our God is. And God created angels and Satan is a fallen being. Therefore, uh, the creator, nobody is more powerful than the creator. And he's just a created being and that's where I'm coming from and as what I said also in the past our view of god's power and authority and satan's power and authority would dictate how we're going to see the end times it's going to di- dictate how we're going to see the present time and even history past right and and that's very important because it really affects many things in life when we look at this at a lens that's different
0: yeah Brother J. Paul, have you rested enough? Can you come <laughs> join us now?
1: <laughs> I'm just looking for a Bible verse that, uh, all right, found it. So, yeah, I mean, uh, for those who are new to the faith or just not familiar, Pastor Dennis was talking about eschatology and eschatology is the theology of the end times for just, uh, for those who are just wondering, just, you know, who listening, what's eschatology? Like, just... FYI, uh, um, yeah, I mean, we are in a position that God is victorious, and I love this because I was just preaching it two weeks ago, and they cannot find the Bible verse. <laughs> um, it's from Matthew chapter eight. Uh, okay, for lost it again. Um, so, so Jesus was healing the two demon possessed men, and they began screaming at him. So Matthew 20, Chapter 8 verse 29 says, why are you interfering with us, son of God? So the demons knew who God was. Have you come here to torture us before God's appointed time? I repeat, have you come here to torture us before God's appointed time? So it just says when we were just preaching it that, hey, they even knew that they're lost. In, in other words, as Pastor Dennis was talking, LeBron was going to win. <laughs> it was just a matter of time. But why are they still there? Because they're corrupted beings and they can't not, it's in their nature to corrupt. They just want to rebel. That's what they did. And that's where sin comes from and stuff like that. So I guess that's, that's uh, just to explain where we come from. Even the demons know. <laughs> they're gonna lose
0: mm, mm. yeah yeah so you know so then comes instructor harold you know bringing us this like very unique view mm. and where are you coming from with this
1: we still love you think, harry yes. oh yeah We yeah we love you man
2: um i think yes this is a perfect time that we talk about this um we have um talked about this in the previous episode, and I always say that Satan is actually ruling over the world. But really, um, I, I want to take the time for me to be able to explain to you where we are coming from. But yeah, so I want to start from the beginning of the story until the end. So if you'll just give me a few minutes, I'll try to make a few it hours, clear. A few hours
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, he wants I'll to talk about just just the match.
2: The <laughs> <laughs> okay. But okay. really, so uh, listening to, to my brothers here, I agree with you that, yes, God is ruling over the world. I, is he inconsistent with what he's saying? Let me explain that further. So, yes, I agree that God is ruling over the world, but in a bigger picture. In a bigger picture. When I see bigger picture, because, yes, like what Pastor Dance mentioned a while ago, he's the king of kings, the lord of lords. He is the creator. Satan, just a created being, he used to be a, a guardian cherub, and then he betrayed God. He opposed God. That's why he's called Satan. So we can see here that God is um, ruling over the world in a bigger picture. But his plan is that he will reign, um, he will reign not only in the spiritual realm, but also here in the physical realm. Um, we know that the Bible is a very good source to find our answers to, to our questions. And some people say that the Bible is just a history book. But for us, the Bible is God's story. In other words, it's his story. But to be more specific, it's a story about his love, a love story between God and his chosen people. Because again, this is a covenant and both of them should be keeping the covenant because he, he's a uh, covenant keeping God and we as his people should be able to keep the covenant as well. But even though God's um, God's story ends very nicely something happened along the way. And so when we look at the smaller picture now, this is when I'm saying that Satan is ruling over the physical world. Because when we look at the smaller picture, we can see that there is still death. There is still suffering. And it actually came from the time of Adam. God formed Adam out of the dust and gave him the breath of life and then asked him that you have to govern over all my creations. So during that time, Adam is powerful even he was created in the image likeness of God and no no creations in the world was created in the image likeness of God except man and so everything that God has he gave to Adam and he would want to he would want him to rule uh, rule over it and then the serpent came deceived Adam and then let him sin against God and then he broke the covenant but basically what happened here is that Death entered because again, the wage of sin is death. So, when death entered, man became sinners, and man uh, and God cannot contend with man anymore, according to Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, which means God cannot remain with us because we are sinners. If we are sinners, we're not holy, and God is holy, we will die. So, out of his love, he had to leave. So, when he left this world, logically, who is staying and ruling over the world? So we believe it's Satan, and that's why, yes, there was death, there is suffering, and really negative things in the world that we can see. And even at the time of first coming, when I think I brought it up um, in the uh, previous episode, that uh, when Satan tempted Jesus, he, he, he asked him to worship him because he told Jesus that, this world has been given to me and I can give it to anyone else. That's what we can find in Luke chapter four. And it's interesting because Satan is claiming that it was given to him and he can give it to anyone else that he would want to. So we we can connect it at the time of Adam that since Adam was deceived, he did not even know that he was able to give the possession of this world, of this physical world to Satan. And that's why I remember um, in James chapter 4, verse 4, when it says that if we become the friend of the world, then we will become the enemies of God, meaning this world is not of God. Because if it's of God, then if we are the friend of the world, then we are a friend of God. But it's the other way around. If we are the friends of the world, then we are the enemy of God. So this just shows that for us, we can see that this world that we are referring to this physical world is being ruled by Satan because God's will is that He would want to reign over the world where there is no more death, no more crying, mourning, or pain for the old or the old things that passed away, and that is His ultimate goal to dwell upon us. But when He started to do this work in Adam, He was not successful, and even through the generations, the people just keep on breaking the covenant, and that's why when He promised that He will reign um in revelation chapter 11 verse 15 it says that the kingdom of the world has now become the kingdom of god and since we believe that revelation is a book of prophecies meaning it is a promise that is supposed to happen so there will come a time that god will be the, the, the this kingdom of the world will be the kingdom of god and of jesus christ forever and ever that's what was said in revelation 11 verse 15 so um maybe as I end this explanation about where we are coming from, I wanna throw some questions at our audience. Like, so if God promised that he will be reigning forever and ever in this world, isn't he already reigning right now? But but if that's the case, then that promise of God that he will reign forever and ever should be starting right now. But for us, we don't see it yet on that perspective, on again, on a bigger perspective. And uh, even the disciples, um, it was said in the scripture that they were chosen, chosen from the world, or they were taken out of the world because and this world would actually hate them because they are not part of the world. So there is really something between this world, which is the which is the evil world where Satan is ruling over, and then God who would want to save people. Why, why did Jesus have to come? Why did Jesus have to bury the cross? It's because we have to be saved from something. Out of the danger we are in right now, out of the death that we that's still present in this world, so we can really see here that um, Jesus, um, when when he said that he would want uh, that he is coming back, it's because he left, and and even he said that he will overcome the world. Why does he have to overcome the world if this world where he is? In approximately 2,000 years ago, is already being ruled by God. So for us, really, the timing is important, like what uh, Brother J. Paul mentioned, because we also believe that God is ruling over the world at the bigger picture, and because at the end of the story, of His story in the Bible, it will end very beautifully, and God will reign forever and ever. That's what we are hoping for. It's just that when we look at the physical world right now, we still see this suffering, this death, which it's not from God. So that's actually where we are coming from.
0: I want to give all of you a standing ovation, but I'm not wearing pants today. So we'll skip that. Um, <laughs> reactions.
3: Um, no, it, it <laughs> made Make it clear first, you're wearing shorts. <laughs>
0: Because I'm, I'm not decluttering that's
3: ruling everyone. the world.
1: Decluttering
3: my head right now. Yeah, we live Are in a broken world.
0: Said the man yeah. who said, you know, mention his nipples before we started recording. <laughs> be quiet. Oh, instructor. <laughs> uh,
2: I almost bag oh,
1: water. water. Yeah. No, but uh, oh first of all, on a roll, instructor yeah. Harold, instru- instru- Ryan Bang would be proud of you. <laughs>
0: what are you what are you, what are your thoughts like
1: ha huh. i guess i mean i'm understanding more where harold comes from in a sense it's it's really i guess more of culture in their church more of it's 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 like that it's their practice am i right am, am i Am I right with my understanding?
0: I mean, this is more like a biblical interpretation difference, isn't it? We're talking because you took us through some verses that I honestly find compelling. Um, okay. But but I guess this this idea of, you know, Satan ruling the world is like new to me. And I'm not sure like, you know, where to go with that. Uh, Pastor Dennis, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh... I think there are theological assumptions that uh, attorney Harry made that I would like to question in the court of law. (laughs) I think the first one that's major theological assumption of their movement is that Jesus left the earth or God left the world, which I don't believe so. I don't see any biblical reference to it. It's a very sweeping statement to say that God left the world after the first coming and then he's coming back right god is with us in fact when jesus left he said i'm going to give you the holy spirit right cuz jesus can be everywhere but now the holy spirit is everywhere right cuz he is in human form but now that the holy spirit is with all of us he rules and reigns uh everywhere he is omnipresent right now yeah we always go back to the text in matthew 4 where it says Uh, All these I will give you if you will fall fall down and worship me, right? Look for, the devil took him up, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, okay? And said to him, to you, I will give all this authority and their glory for it has been delivered to me, underlined to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours, right? So if Jesus had worshiped Satan, he would have abdicated his role of divine authority he's not going to rule the world but he did not in fact he said no 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 you do not tell me what to do right all the world will worship me right now he satan said i'm giving you this kingdom in a translation it wasn't the whole world and i think this is an a common error among biblical interpretations that should be uh, looked upon which is when we take out a word in scripture, world, you can't say world as one sweeping statement from Genesis to Revelation. It's all the same, you know. To say it's mentioned in Revelation, it's the world. It mentions in Genesis the world. Look, world, but those are different contexts of the use of the word world.
0: Like, how many meanings are there of the word world? You have to go to the world? Greek.
3: Uh, In the New Testament, you go to the Greek. Old Testament, you go to Hebrew. World is also a ways of the flesh in the ways of the world, right? It's a way of the flesh. It doesn't mean Jesus is no longer in the world because, right, it doesn't mean I'm sinning that Jesus is not in my house, right? Jesus rules in my house. He'll do what he wants. He wants it to rain now. It's going to rain now in my house and only my house, right? So I think... Even when Satan said that I'm going to give you this kingdom, the first interpretation is it's that kingdom. It's not the entire world. Secondly is he says, I'm going. Uh, it has been delivered to me. The question is by whom? Who gave it to you, right? Somebody must have given it to you. It's God. In his sovereignty, he gave it to you. In his power, he gave it to you. It's like my son coming here and he tells me, dad. Here's some Pringles. (laughs) Here we go with the Pringles again. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the Pringles, right? And he gives me three when he knows, hey, I gave that to you. Who's in charge? No, no, no. I hold this Pringle. That's your world. Your Pringle world. I rule the world. I created you. You have my DNA. You look like me, by the way. And you're not having lunch if I tell you we're not having lunch because I'm God, Right? In your room or in your whatever room that you take as your own, that's actually my room. Boy's room is daddy's room. I can go in anytime I want because I'm the king of this house, right? And it's the same way with God, right? Now
0: I have a question, yeah, go, go, go. Pastor D. Because yes. basically, I mean, so are you saying that, yes, it was hand, it was delivered to Satan, but who delivered it? Yeah. And you're saying this, but why did he deliver it to Satan?
3: It says in Luke, it was at the time because the people were worshiping the gods of that kingdom. And okay. Jesus was saying, oh, hey, you guys don't want me there. I'm not there, but I'm ruling the world. It doesn't abdicate my rulership and my authority over the entire world. I created the world. You're a created being. Who are you to say you're ruling the world, right? It shouldn't even be a conversation, right? That's for God's view, right? So because if we say that there's a battle between God and demons and, you know, we're like being dualist, that it's God and Satan trying to uh, duke it out for the power, you know, of the universe that God is God and Satan could also be God of this world. It's not. Job, the book, right? Satan would ask permission. God can I put chicken pox on Job? Oh uh, okay. Only a lot of pimples and chicken pox you're not getting his life. He's my son. Right? Can I get his kids? Can I get his business? You can get all that not his life. Not on my watch. Okay. Sure boss. Goes down, right? And thus the So you already see the power authority since Genesis. And if you look at uh if you look at the verses that uh Attorney uh, Harry said uh, about Satan ruling. And there's a lot. First John 5.19, the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Ephesians 2.1 and 2, uh, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is not now at work, the sons of disobedience. Second Corinthians 4.4, 4, the God of this world has blinded the minds of, of the unbelievers. A lot of verses to make that statement that, you know, it might be Satan who's ruling the world. But then you look now. When Christ died on the cross, there was a declaration. And what was the declaration? He said that I have disarmed the powers, the rulers, and authority and nailed it on the cross. It's done. I won. It's ending on game six. Game five or six. Is
0: this you know? another right. NBA reference?
3: Right now. yeah, yes. right, now. right now. It's now. ending now. And we're we not chose watching it. to be with you,
1: Sam. For the love
3: of Sam, we're not watching the NBA finals. <laughs> right? So he was saying, I cancel all record of death that stood against us with its legal demands. Colossians 2, verse 13 to 15. Hmm. Right? Canceled. And then he says, Set it aside, nailing it at the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. He put Satan to shame. So I'm not waiting until Jesus comes to say he's victorious. Mm -hmm. 2,000 years ago, he's already victorious. And that's the story. Because if that's not the story, I'm going to hide when the Antichrist comes. Victory is closing down because of the pandemic, right? Christianity will not spread where it is now. China won't be the number one Christian nation in the world today Mm -hmm. if that would be the posture. There's more Christians now in China than anywhere in the world. And that's where churches are prohibited to operate. Our churches, they've tried to close down our churches in China. It has just spread through house churches. It means it's so powerful. You can't stop it. No demon can stop this unless we ask the demon and say, demon, they can do it. Okay. Just take my life and let it be. Right. But then, if you look at scripture, there's just overwhelming evidence, especially when Jesus died on the cross. It was like the nail in the coffin the saying it's done.
2: Yes. It's um not,
0: yeah.
2: Yes, uh, I really love this conversation because we get to talk about the differences, and that's why I love Pastor Dennis and Brother J. Paul that we are that we Sam. are really having this conversation. Oh, of course. Sam Sam. Also. <laughs> yes, our um, spiritual tita. So
0: I don't want this to be a thing, you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> auntie, spiritual auntie. Auntie.
0: <laughs>
2: auntie. But yes. Um. So that's why we are having this dialogue because we want to know where everyone is coming from. And uh, I just want to explain further when Pastor Dennis asked about like um they they have a different perspective when we say that God left and uh, i think i mentioned this a while ago about genesis chapter 6 verse 3 when god can cannot really contend with man or he cannot remain with us because this is the time that sin is already present in this world and people became sinners and um god won't uh, won't want people to die because he's holy and again i want to bring this event at the time of moses at the tabernacle when you are um dirty or you are not sanctified and when you enter the tabernacle you will die because god is holy and that's why when we when we look at it um we 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 can say that god left mainly because remember when he created everything in the beginning he created everything good and he even had the intention that when he created man he would live forever together with god as in forever, like he has eternal life. But the only reason why death became present is because sin entered. And when sin entered, it's because of Satan who actually deceived um, Adam. And I think I can connect this to the other um, question um, about how did Satan have this world um, if it was given to him or delivered to him? I I was looking in chapter 4.
3: Sorry, point by point. Maybe Because that assumption, again, is saying to us, sin is more powerful than God. Sin oh, no. overwhelmed I, God, he left. It's like, I'm leaving. I'm not going to be Emmanuel. I'm not going to be God with us. Because there's too much I sin. Am not saying, for, right? I think, I'm not
2: saying that, God, that, that sin is over God. What I'm just trying to say is that God is holy and he cannot remain with sinners. And that's what was said on the scripture. And that's why when we look at it, when when God is supposed to live with this creation, and live in this world, if if the sin entered here, He really cannot remain here because if if He just remains, people will just all die without being forgiven of our sins first.
3: Yeah, that was my point. He remained with us in spite of our sin, and you see that in Israel. Israel was so unfaithful.
0: Yes, yeah. brother J. Paul.
3: He was there? No, I
1: think I think just to. I guess I'm com- I'm understanding where um attorney comes from uh not cavite but where what where his <laughs> idea is coming from um I guess that's also where the understanding is it's because of free will that the love of god is here with us god is giving us so much love um but we choose sin every day we just like the israelites they they chose sin and 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 because God is so perfect, that's why we can't touch God because we're dirty, and and only through Christ that we cannot we can uh, uh we can fully be with God. Um, am I right with my understanding, Instructor Harold, from where you're coming from, uh, just? <laughs>
2: yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Um, we do have the free will that was given to us by God, and yes, I agree that every day we have the option whether we will sin or we will choose God. And I just want to yes further explain that we we don't believe that sin is more powerful than God because we also believe that God is in this world, mm. God is with us. But how? When we have His Word, I, I know I've mentioned about this over and over. John chapter one verse one, God is the Word. So if we have the Word of God then we have God with us. But if we talk about who is um, ruling over the world right now, since there is still death and um, suffering in this world, we can say that it's still Satan. Because if every one of us has uh, God within us, then I don't think that we will still experience these sufferings in this world. And earlier, um, there was also the, 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 the topic about Jesus is coming back. Because we firmly believe that we are waiting for the second coming of Jesus. And when he said that he's going to come back, it's because he had to leave. If I will say to my friend, hey, uh, wait for me, I'll be coming back. It's because in the first place, I would be leaving. And that's why, yes, I agree that he sent the Holy Spirit. And we believe that we also receive the Holy Spirit through the word also. And that's why we always have to test the Spirit. We have to test because we cannot um, just believe all the spirits and we have to test it according to the scripture. And... Uh, really, uh, this is very interesting to talk about because we might find some differences, but basically, the, the answer is always in the Bible. Can I just
0: clarify something, Instructor Harold? Because, like, despite everything you said, because I think still, like, the ending is all the same. We all believe in the same ending, right? But yes, as people who are promised a second coming and believe in the second coming, that at the end of all of this, like God is going to reign because, like, that's what is like promised to us, right?
2: Yes. So it 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 is also about the timing for us. The timing is we are on that um, time frame that God is not yet ruling, but there will come a time when Jesus comes back and He will rule over the whole world that's when we believe that everything of this promise will be fulfilled. And even if I may just add, because earlier we we're talking, uh, I'm explaining that Satan is um, ruling over this physical world because in the physical world, we, we see things that are not good. But remember, on the original plan of God, when he created everything in the book of Genesis, from day one to day six, everything that he created is good. But it, when we see things that are evil in this world, where did that come from? And where is that um, from sin. Is it coming from God? or yes, but sin also came from Satan. So that's why for no, us, God is more uh,
3: powerful than sin. and I think that's my point, because now it's, it's God. Like, it's like, wow, well, because there's sin in the world, it's Satan ruling over the world. I'm not sure with that statement because that abdicates the divine authority and kingship of Jesus with that narrative. It's, mm. it, I think there's no scripture to back up that claim. When we see an overall arcing theme from Genesis to Revelation, that Jesus rules and reign and that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. And that was Colossians. That was not Revelation. When Jesus died on the cross, it was forever established that I'm King. I'm ruling the world. It's not he man. It's not, you know, it's not, Whoever
0: he was an option, Bro, actually. actually he man. Sorry, I got my <laughs> he-man. Right.
3: You know, I got my he-man toys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: That was right. That Jesus is actually ruling over the world, but again, he promised that he will come back. So when he coming is back not doesn't yet here,
3: yeah, but coming back doesn't mean like I, I go to the U.S. I still own this house, right? And coming back is to establish the kingdom. It's not to is to establish the kingdom here on earth this is how you pray your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven it's not i'm coming back because i'm going to win game 7 right it's no it's jesus saying i've already won i'm coming back by the way right yeah 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 so i think the 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 difference there would would yeah, means a lot for me. I I think that's mm. where I'm coming from. That yeah. people might live in fear because of that yeah. narrative. It's. I I, th- I think it's also
1: just um we all know what's gonna happen. I think what's dif- making us different is the how. How how we'll get there. Like for example, I guess it's just my just analogy. Instructor Harold. No nothing. No, no disrespect with all love. It's like we're all going to Baguio. Um, Pastor D, Sam, we're taking Slex, Tplex Ctex to Baguio, and Instructor Harold is 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 taking like his route is going through the old routes of Bulacan to Pampanga to Tarlac, and then going Naguilian and it, it's um, it's a different route. Um, there, but in that route, there's so many theological differences, um, and I guess. Just to tell our listeners that that's where love and understanding comes
2: in this podcast, <laughs> I want to clarify that. Um, we don't, we, we are not saying this because we want to instill fear, because we no, all okay, agree yeah, yeah. that the spirit of fear is not from God, but really to look at the reality that we can see in the world. Oh, okay, who's calling. Thank you for calling. Sorry, sorry, oh, sorry, scary. sorry, sorry. How brother can? Bo, how brother brother Bo's
3: calling because she made a- him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, because, um, what I was trying to say is that, um. We are saying this not to instill fear in the people because we all believe that there is a promise that Jesus will come back. And when he comes back, it's for him to finish the devil. Um, Revelation chapter 20 talks about um, putting the devil and throwing into to the fire lake of burning sulfur because that's a promise of God that when he rule over the world, all this thing will end. And I think uh, Brother J. Paul mentioned about the demons, they knew that there will come a time that they will be thrown in the hell. And that's when everything is fulfilled and that's when Jesus comes back in this world.
0: Um, Yeah, I think what I'm kind of agreeing with Brother J, what Brother J Paul said, like, and that's what I meant earlier, that I think we are all headed to the same place. Like we all believe in the same ending, but I think like heading there, there's a bit of a difference in the narrative um, of how we get there. I think is what I'm seeing. So I have a question instructor Harold, because when you say the, when the, you say that the world is being ruled by Satan, that world, when I imagine it is the worst, there's nothing good in that world. It is absolutely horrifying, but yeah. But when I look around the world, right there, I mean, there are good things still. So how do you explain that?
2: Um, Yes, uh, there are still good things that we can see in this world, but it's because I, I want us to go back to our previous episode about spiritual warfare. This is a war between God and Satan, and even though we are saying that uh, Satan is ruling over here, um, God would help us to see the goodness because when when we experience love, when 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 we experience unity and understanding and kindness, then that's God of showing us that he still exists. He exists, and he would want us to choose him because at the end of the day, it's a free will. We have to choose God because God has been choosing us. He would want to dwell upon us. But if we just keep on breaking this promise that we have with him, it's going to be hard for him to come down and dwell upon us. And that's why we also believe that God is with us if we, if we, if we um, believe in his word, if we, if we know that uh, his promise is something that he will surely fulfill at the end.
0: Reactions. Anybody want to say anything?
1: I'm really coming from. I love Harold and and their church. It's just a few differences. It's it's a few belief system differences, and that's I think what I can say.
0: <laughs> but degree.
1: yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: No, yeah. please continue. You can finish. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. Just love you, Harold. I love you, brother. <laughs>
0: Pastor D, Pastor
3: D. Well, it's, uh, if it's going to be like a court of law, it's like Satan with all the papers saying, uh, I've ruled over Dennis. I've got all the evidence. He was so excited. This is his day of victory. He comes in the court, makes his case of how sinful I am. And then Jesus said, uh, it has been paid for. It's finished. I'm the king. It's canceled at the cross. Let's not wait till revelation. If I come back, it's just to establish the, the victory, the kingdom of God. And it's like canceled everything. Like, how could that happen? The world is evil. The world, Yeah, but then there's God's redemptive power that's more powerful than any sin. right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I'm coming from more. When I see redemption happens, when I see how the church continues to grow, in the midst of so much wickedness, which, by the way, the world was far more wicked during Daniel's time than today. Just saying, mm. right? They would kill Christians. They would burn us at stake. So we are living in a world that's far more civil and far more less wicked than before. So mm. it, that's why I don't, I'm not painting the narrative that Satan's ruling over the world. We've seen how... When the church disciples, when the church is faithful to, to the scripture and to the story of the gospel, what we would see are Christians who are doing the work of Christ and being the hands and feet of Jesus to the world rather than waiting, you know, oh, no, the Antichrist is coming. We've got to hide. We've got to create these walls. You've watched the Left Behind trilogies and maybe read the book. And that's the narrative there. And it's, it was a 60s invention. It wasn't even talked about in church history. But now we see this more often of uh, end time seminars and and this is what's going to happen. But prior to the 60s, it's not even a conversation because it was uh, biblical orthodoxy. It's so clear that Jesus reigns, Jesus rules. It's not Satan ruling the world. And that's why there's a different, that's what I'm, maybe that's where I'm coming from. That's the different narrative that you now see that has been established it's and I'm not saying because Harry's instilling fear. It's the implication of the of the of the view that's gonna bring fear, right? It's like how news are delivered. It's always going to bring fear, right?
1: right. I I guess I guess I guess um. I think Pastor D and I come Harold from a place of because we're shep. We're, we're leading flocks. So so if we don't. Because we can't, we can't disciple thousands of people. So, so that, I guess that's where we're coming from, that we have to really be sure that there is no implication of fear in someone's faith because it's just really impossible to disciple one person, a thousand, two thousand people. Um, and I guess that's why this is very important to us. And what do you think, Instructor Dennis? <laughs>
3: Instruction, Danny. <laughs> I, I was.
2: Yeah, uh, it's not about the the fear that we're instilling because uh, we are actually giving hope mm-hmm. that, that when Jesus comes back, He will. Um, reign again. Why am I saying uh, saying that he will reign again? Because when he said that it is finished, it's because he finished the the promises that God had um, promised in the Old Testament. And that's why he said that it is finished. But also in Revelation, uh, it says that it is done. Revelation 21 verse 6 what should be done in in the book of Revelation, if this is a prophecy and a promise of God, then there is a promise that should have been fulfilled at the proper time. We, we don't know exactly when that's going to happen, but we believe um, that it's it's going to happen because again, it's promised uh, by God and that's really where we're coming from. Again, really where the difference is on the timing. We believe it's going to happen um, some other time and and when it does happen, it's going to end of everything. Jesus will reign and then we will be with God forever and that's a time that we'll be having the eternal life and God restore everything yeah. that um, Satan tried to um, abuse or what's the right term? Satan tried to um, make it bad or evil, mm-hmm. something like that.
0: <laughs> my, my, my fallback is always like, what's the word? Pineapple. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, You know, yeah, really interesting discussion. This is obviously something that we do not see eye to eye on and that's okay. Uh, You know, this podcast is an opportunity for us to, you know, present like where we are coming from, why this is our understanding. And still at the end of the show, um, be friends. Right. And I want to thank you all so much for joining us for this conversation. Who run the world, God or Satan? Many of you would say actually the answer to that is girls. You're probably not wrong. You got the joke. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, where do we find you, everybody? Okay, go on. Online. Pastor D. Yeah,
3: you can find me at Victory Green Hills. Uh, Go to our church online. We have our services every Sunday. Also, a new podcast that we have, Big Bro and Friends. Big Brow and Friends. So, uh, do do check that out on Facebook and YouTube.
0: Because he's got big brows. Okay, Instructor Harold... I got
3: Again, I just brush. want to plug.
2: Um, I want to invite everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I want to invite everyone to um, to those who are interested. We have a, a free webinar every Saturday and Sunday, 7 p.m. And even we have a free online um, Bible class. Um, if you want to know more about us, starting November one we'll be open to the public, those who would want to attend our online worship service, you can do. It's just for one hour. And yes, if you're interested, um, reach out to us, contact.nhneph at gmail.com or you can um, call or text us, uh, send us a text message 905
0: 911. I love that song, Brother J. Paul. This should be your song, Pastor D. I got big brows and I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Brother, Jerry. works for your outfit
0: yeah <laughs>
1: gangster. okay uh, um, so for those who want to text Harold he's also looking for his one true love so if you want to find a husband that uh,
3: will give you fair skin oh, and uh, a thorny jeans that's Harold Resch gmail at uh, harryneedslove <laughs> at gmail.com <laughs>
1: No, just uh yeah, see you at the feast, um any feast, and to J Paul Hernandez and see you at the podcast Network Asia family.
0: Hey Liam. There's Liam at the back. All right, our email address, the narrow door podcast at gmail.com. We thank you so much for being here by Liam. Bye everybody